Anxiety is like a sweet burden. In its toughest moments, it can feel as though it will tear you to pieces. But in the moments we heal and overcome anxiety, it's triumphant. A success of passing whatever was challenging us and learning. Hi friends, and welcome to Do The Damn Thing. I'm your host, Lauren LaRue. I'm an entrepreneur who started with a small blog, and now I am the CEO of the LaRue brand, a lifestyle business and branding studio for women entrepreneurs building intentional lives and intentional businesses. But don't fret, this podcast is for everybody. I created this podcast with the intent to offer people a safe space to land and learn about the journey we're all on together. It's not just about being happy. It's about healing, getting to know yourself, and living intentionally, which is why this podcast is the right place for all of you beautiful souls showing up ready to change your life. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another fabulous episode of the Do The Damn Thing podcast. As always, I am so happy to have you here with me today on this fabulous Wednesday. You guys know I record the podcast quite a bit in advance, but I knew this would happen, which is a perfect segue this kind of lead up into what I want to talk to you guys about today which is anxiety and I like I've iterated to you guys several times before like I'm a very strong Virgo I'm hyper organized I'm very OCD like and my dad just visited me in Jersey and it was an interesting trip because I have Bowie now and obviously you know she's a puppy And I'm also dog sitting my friend's dog, Miley. And she's like an older dog, super chill. Bowie just gets in her face and she's like, you know, back off. (laughs) And it's just very calm. But as you can imagine, in a studio, that's a lot, right? And I am very OCD and anxious about my space. And I've noticed it got... You know, it was one thing in college when I was living in kind of like a crappy apartment and it was just like my first apartment and I I wanted things to be organized because it was such a small space, but then I moved home and it just kind of started getting worse and I think Jess and I kind of talk about this too on the podcast I have on with her talking about organizing. I found control and keeping things organized and keeping my space clean where I couldn't have control in other areas of my life so my recovery with you know with my knee surgery and my finances and my career and so once I started living intentionally and you know that whole journey and begun all of my healing especially a lot of that desire for control never let up And, you know, you could look at this objectively and think, okay, well, being organized and being clean obviously isn't a bad thing, right? But I realized just how bad it was when my dad was here because obviously having a puppy, which is something I said I didn't want. I I didn't want a puppy that I would have to train because I've never trained a puppy, so I have no idea what I'm doing. And, you know, it's just a lot. I I bought and invested a lot of money into all of this beautiful new furniture to to put into my apartment. And I didn't want a puppy coming in and ruining all of that. And it's been quite chaotic. Um, You know, the training's going well, but there were a couple of incidences that happened over the last several days that literally just like put me into a ball of anxiety. I immediately started crying. And like I said, it's just for me, it's about having control over my space which is why I knew I had to live alone because people won't I just I believe this and you know this is something I could probably work on but I just don't believe people respect your things as much as you do 
and that's kind of the lesson I've learned in having roommates in college is they just had no respect for my things and it was really hurtful and annoying because I I was the one who provided the things that we needed so you know having Bowie which obviously she's a blessing and I love and adore her so much and you know she's my baby now but it's definitely made me realize where my anxiety has gotten so bad and I can look at where I've been anxious in the past and where I've suffered from really bad anxiety in the past and obviously now having gone through that and being out of it I can realize where I learned from my anxiety anxiety is like a sweet burden in its toughest moments it can feel as though it will tear you to pieces but in the moments we heal and overcome anxiety it's triumphant a success of passing whatever was challenging us and learning and anxiety is both a gift and a huge burden right because if you can get through it to the other side you've learned lessons you've passed through it you you know how to overcome it right but if you can't get through it or in your or if you're in a stuck period of constant anxiety it can just feel like it's so overwhelming and it it's like it's it's harder to breathe right it can feel like the weight of the world is on your shoulders you're not getting sleep it's like common things that we i guess maybe take advantage of like feeling light breathing easy you know sleeping well those are the things that get really disrupted for me and that's when i know my anxiety is getting really really bad and i feel like i was really called to record this episode because my very best friend megan who you guys have heard of many times and I've, i've talked about her many times she very recently a couple months ago four months ago lost someone very close to her and it was a very unique loss um and obviously it's not my story to share so i'm not going to go into detail but she texted me the other night and said you know do you have any ideas for sleeping better i have such bad anxiety i can't fall asleep i'm not going to bed until like 2 a.m and i have to wake up early blah 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 and i suggested a lot to her you know and my mom had the same issue I really just had those nightmares that I talked to you guys about, which, quick update, you know, they've almost gone away, but I can talk about that another time. But my mom, after my brother passed away, could not sleep at all, and she was put on medication to help her sleep, and she still takes it, you know, and it's it's not a necessity for her anymore, but it's helpful because she also gets nightmares about it. And, you know, I was asking Megan about the anxiety, and she kind of described it in the same way I just did. It, it's almost like your entire body shifts. You know, you start to get like heart palpitations and you're not breathing as easy. And I don't know if this is like a common thing, but I, I'm sure it is. I feel like it is. But when I focus personally, when I focus on my breathing, it becomes harder to breathe. Unless I'm like in yoga and I'm practicing, which I've talked about before, like the ujjayi breathing, which is breathing in and out of your nose connecting to the ocean like it's it sounds like the sound of a wave but for the most part especially when i'm feeling very anxious if i direct my attention to my breath it becomes very hard for me to breathe right and i was just talking to my dad the other day when he was he he just left like moments ago (laughs) um when i was having this conversation with him and i was feeling really anxious i told him i felt very faint so that's another really common symptom for me with anxiety is I just feel like I'm gonna pass out I start to sweat like all just like it, it all happens with my body that lets me know hey you're feeling very anxious let's address this right and so like I said 
the last couple weeks, my anxiety has been really bad because I'm also getting very little sleep with a puppy. She's always waking me up. I have to take her out. Like, you know, obviously I don't want her going to the bathroom in my bed. So it's just been a lot. And, you know, I feel like in some ways this is obviously preparing me for motherhood one day. Like this is going to be like it, but probably 10 times worse. <laughs> so that's a that's been a fun thought for me to have. But anyways, the entire point of this podcast is I want to talk to you guys about anxiety. So before I move forward, I'll give my typical disclaimer that I am not a licensed therapist. I am speaking from experience and offering advice, you know, take what you will, take what resonates. And if you feel like you need to talk to someone about anxiety, please go see a therapist, please go see a licensed professional, a doctor, and, you know, maybe try, you know, at home remedies or natural remedies before going on medication, but do what feels right for you and your body and your anxiety. Everyone has a different story and different experience with this, but I know the more we talk about these things, the more comfort we have in knowing we're not alone, which is the entire point of this podcast. So that disclaimer out of the way, I want to talk to you guys about anxiety. And I know that in recent years, having anxiety, having depression, having any sort of mental health issue has become more talked about and less stigmatized, but it is still stigmatized. And when we have anxiety, it can feel really uncomfortable, I think, to talk to other people about it because for me, my experience has always been like, my anxiety is because of a certain situation and that situation is unique therefore no one knows what i'm going through right so for example if you have anxiety about a health issue or someone passing away or even something maybe a little bit simpler like school or work or something like that you're going to immediately direct that anxiety to a pinpoint, right? You're going to, basically you're starting with like a funnel, right? That's really wide. And you're going to want to funnel into exactly what it is. That's like the root of that anxiety, right? So if you're starting with a big topic like school, but then you're narrowing it in to maybe a big exam you have or finals coming up, and then you're thinking, okay, but what if I fail these? I have to, you know, retake this class and then that costs money and et cetera, right? You see my point. So you're just driving it in to a really specific focus point that you think is unique to you. And while that situation might be unique to you, so many people know exactly what it's like to experience that anxiety, experiencing it about school or finances or passing or failing something or doing good or you know what your classmates may think of you failing you know that anxiety of judgment or burden or etc so the point i want to stress to you guys first and that i i talk about so much on this podcast is that we are never ever alone in our feelings our experiences are very unique to us in our life and our emotions but we are never alone in what we feel and how we feel I've iterated this point to you guys so many times, but I will never stop stressing it because when I finally realized it, it took a huge burden off of me and that I felt like I needed to carry so much weight on my own. No one will ever experience my brother's death the way I did, right? No one will ever know what it's like to lose my brother in the way I lost him. But there are people that have lost siblings. There are people that have lost children. And while our experiences are different, our grief, our emotions are likely very similar. 
And that can go with anything. That goes with happy memories too. That goes with happy emotions and positive emotions as well. So when you're experiencing anxiety and you're feeling very isolated, while that experience of anxiety may be isolating, the emotion of anxiety itself is not. So I'm stressing to you guys that wherever you feel anxious, you are not alone. And I think that's what was triggering my like little breakdowns. <laughs> I was having, I've suffered from panic attacks for a really long time, even long before my brother passed away. And they used to happen to me most when I was dancing. And I always just like associated it with that trigger of like a lot of adrenaline and pushing out a lot of breath. My heart rate's really elevated. So I would, I would have panic attacks a lot after getting off the stage and then they got worse, you know, when I went to college and then my brother, etc. But they've been at bay for a really long time. And obviously I've, I've tapped around them, but never in my life probably have I felt so many popping up in just like a couple of days. And there were a few, like I said, a few instances that really triggered that. But as I've been able to step back and think about it, because... It also goes back to that comment I've made, again, so many times of, like, when things get so good, I feel like something bad's going to happen. And I feel like I'm not allowed to feel anxious about this because it's a puppy. Like, I'm so happy. I love her. It's amazing. The business is doing great. Like, so many things are on the up and up. Like, why? I'm not allowed to feel anxious about this, right? I was almost berating myself about it. And I was just like, Lauren, you have to let this go. Like, it's really not a big deal. But internally, it is for me because, like I said, going back to the very beginning of me opening up this conversation, it's about so much more than what's currently happening, but it's about losing that control, that control I have over my environment, the control I have over my schedule and my sleep and things like that. Like that seems little, but for me, as you keep, you know, compiling them, it's, it's becoming so much anxiety that it's going to start bubbling over, right? And that's when those panic attacks start happening for me. So when you're someone who suffers from anxiety and you see those physical symptoms and you think to yourself, this is, this is very isolating, like I can't, I don't know who to talk about this with or I don't have anyone to talk about this with, my best suggestion and this is this comes from a place of also knowing that when my anxiety was at its worst which is you know the year after Josh passed away and then the year when I moved home like that kind of 7 8 months from November which also my it's been 3 years since I've had my surgery which is crazy but those those two parts of my life right after my brother passed away and then that time when I moved home is when I've experienced the most anxiety in my life. Like I would wake up feeling anxious. I would go to bed crying all the time. I would wake up and feel like it was getting to the point where it was so normal that I I wouldn't know how to experience joy. I wouldn't know how to experience rest and relaxation and ease because I was constantly in a state of anxiety. And now when I look back at when it's been the worst and not necessarily compare them to now, but knowing how bad it can get, I know just how easily I can get through this. So my advice to you guys, finally getting to the, the portion of talking about you guys, is that if you feel alone or you feel isolated in your anxiety, 
I don't ever want you to think, oh, but it could be worse or it could be better because that does nothing to serve you. Yes, it could be worse and yes, it could be better. But the moment you're in right now by saying that you're completely discrediting the emotions you feel and the experience you're having. So the only thing you can do is focus on the now and focus on getting better. Focus on feeling better because that's all we want. We want to feel good. We want to feel at ease and we want to feel joy. And to do that, you have to recognize, uh, I think a couple things, but firstly, you have to recognize that you're not alone in the feeling, in the emotion, because I think that that's the hardest part, at least in my experience, that's been the hardest part with anxiety and with depression is that I feel so isolated and so alone in those feelings that my, my attempt to cover that or to ease that or to remedy those feelings was to pretend they didn't exist. And I know that that's obviously not the same route a lot of people take. A lot of people turn to, you know, things that might make them physically feel better like drugs and alcohol or people might turn to, you know, a more positive route like therapy or their friends and family or, you know, a more obvious physical form of depression, meaning, you know, you're not getting out of bed, you're not showing up at work, you're not showing up at school, etc. However, you're not showing up. However, you're not dealing with your anxiety is the root cause. So if you feel like you can't show up out of fear or doubt, that's what you need to address is the fear and the doubt. It's not the experience itself because when you start tapping around these core fears and core doubts, you're going to eventually follow that path to the experience and then start tapping around that. But always starting with the bigger picture with tapping is the key. So let me go back to that example of, you know, someone having really bad anxiety about school. So let's say that they had a fear of failing the exam, right? And then they they funneled that in, right? So they said, okay, if I fail this exam, I fail this class, meaning I have to retake this class, meaning I have to pay for it again, meaning I'm going to be behind. I might graduate with my friends. You see where I'm going with this, right? Like you can easily funnel that into like, 20 different things but the overarching theme of this entire funnel is fear so if this were a client of mine and we started tapping I would direct them towards that fear right this is where you need to start with the bigger picture and eventually we will lead to the fear of failing why do you have a fear of failing your exam do you feel like you're not good enough do you feel like you know know enough do you feel like you're not smart enough or worthy enough to pass this class? Then we would start with the fear of money. Well, if, you know, if you're already putting in these fears of not passing, you're going to eventually manifest this fear of having to pay for it again. And what if you can't afford that and etc. So you see the route I'm taking, right? So if you suffer from anxiety and it's something like that, where it's, it's, it's an experience that you essentially have control over, right? Because anxiety about something that's already happened is, is different because that's an experience that's already happened in which you can't change, but you can change the way you feel about it, which is what I'm going to talk about next. So if you have anxiety about a future happening, a future event coming up or a future something, right? Something that hasn't already happened. The way to deal with that is to deal with the core emotion around that event. Is it doubt? Is it worthiness? Is it fear? Is it 
you know, fear of judgment? Is it fear of failure? Is it fear of success? What is that core emotion that you're feeling about anxiety? And so for me with Bowie and with the dog, it's been a fear of two things, failing with the dog, not knowing how to raise her, (laughs) raise her, not knowing how to train her correctly and feeling like I'm doing everything wrong and to a fear of losing all my control. I I don't really have control over my schedule right now. And I don't really have control over my environment right now. My apartment has been so chaotic. And there's a couple reasons why my dad was helping me install some like shelves. So I had to take everything out to organize. And then I, (laughs) if you guys don't know this already, I know it is, I'm recording this November 1st. You guys are going to hear this November 2nd, but I put my Christmas tree up a couple days ago and my apartment is already decorated for Christmas. And you're not allowed to judge me because (laughs) Christmas is my absolute favorite. And it was also my brother's favorite. So it's a really positive way for us to like remember him. And when I've been home, we always decorate my parents' homes like the week of the first, but I'll be going home for Thanksgiving for nine days. So we'll be doing their houses then, which is like the typical time. But anyways, so my apartment was just in complete disarray. And it was like, I I swear, I felt those heart palpitations. I was sweating I was just like, I would look somewhere and I would immediately feel my heart racing because there's just, I call it mishiva. Don't ask why, but it's just mishiva everywhere. And it was giving me so much anxiety. So for me, that fear was losing control, losing control of my environment, losing control of my schedule, therefore losing control of my life. Right. And then it was also that fear of like, okay, well, you know, my business is doing so great right now. And my personal relationships are doing so great right now that this has to be what's going wrong, right? So I'm continuing to tap around that. That'll always be something I think I need to tap around because that is such a deep, deep subconscious fear of mine. And it's it's been a neural pathway that I've just slowly pruned at and developed over years of my life. So then that's where I'll work on it. I'll start tapping around this fear, which I have been tapping around the fear of failing with Bowie and not, you know, training her correctly and not being a good dog mom again. And then this fear of losing control. So those are what I'm tapping around. And again, if you go back to the school example, that person would be tapping around likely, you know, again, if this was a client, I would start with fear of failure. Why do you already fear that you're going to fail this exam when you haven't even taken it yet, right? So that's where you start. Now, I want to talk about if you guys have anxiety with things that have happened in the past. So things you no longer have control over in an experiential way, but you have control over your emotions. So for me, obviously, that's been like really significant traumas in my life. You know, when my brother passed away, when I was assaulted, things like that. And I actually, you know, I talk to you guys all the time about my brother So I want to use a different example, and I've talked about my assault on this podcast before, but unfortunately, you know, I know how incredibly common this is, and if you are someone who has gone through this, first and foremost, I want to say my heart goes out to you, and I love you, and you are supported, and you can heal from this. But that isn't what I'm talking about today. I want to talk to you guys about anxiety of a specific situation in the past, right? So for me, this assault happened very close to when my brother passed away. So my feelings around it weren't as much of a fear, is it going to happen again? Or fear of seeing this person? But it was just sheer anger. I had so much anxiety and it just pissed me off. Like 
to the max I was such an angry person for months like months on end because I went through a trial in which this person was convicted and then deported I had to see this person in court I had to ask my friend to testify like it was it was a lot and I was just a very very angry person at that at that moment in my life so I never like you guys know if you've listened to the podcast where I talk about that time in my life which is if you want to listen to it it's really the first first podcast when I was going through this obviously I wasn't dealing with it I just let myself be angry I was not a good person I was lashing out I was doing things that weren't you know in alignment with who I am now and I was behaving in a way that certainly wasn't in alignment with who I am now but then when I started practicing EFT with Valerie and if you want to listen to that podcast I strongly encourage you to go do so but when I started working on my anxiety and just all of my healing the the anger came up again a lot and I could feel it like again for me anxiety manifests in very physical symptoms and I could feel that anger I still remember this moment so clearly when her and I were starting to tap around my assault I could feel the anger bubbling up inside of me I I could feel it right now I need to do some tapping after this It, it felt like my throat was closing and something was coming up almost like I was about to throw up like I was going to vomit I was so angry and I could just feel this anxiety rising in me like my body was getting hot I was starting to sweat and I just I wanted this this says a lot about my character but I always want to be honest with you guys I I wanted to get physically violent I was so angry like I wanted to punch my pillow or throw my laptop across the room I was so upset that even so so many years later this person this experience this event in my life had such a stronghold over how I felt and that's what really made me angry and in the moment of my assault this anxiety this anger really came from a place of which I've talked about in the very first podcast I remember so clearly it it came from a place of thinking and thought process of I have been through so much like do I really need to be going through this too I was angry at the universe right it wasn't just this person that had violated me but it was an anger at the universe thinking I've gone through enough you can stop handing me this bullshit to go through right that was my thought process and when I started my EFT and my healing journey a lot of that anger was still there it wasn't really about this person anymore because it's it's never and I, I really want to stress this to those of you who are survivors and have been victims of assault it has never been about me feeling like I was at fault and I was angry with myself because the victim is never ever at fault my annoyance and my anger came from feeling like the universe was handing me bullshit after bullshit to go through and I didn't know why now obviously being where I'm at now I do know why I know why I went through these lessons I know why I experienced these things and while I have gratitude for the lessons I've taken away I don't necessarily have gratitude for those events right I'm never going to be grateful for my brother's death I'm never going to be grateful for this assault I'm never going to be grateful for my dad trying to commit suicide 
But these are experiences that have taught me lessons I wouldn't trade for the world. They have taught me to become a better person, a more spiritually open person. They've taught me to manifest and to heal. And most importantly, what I do to share this message and share these experiences and share these emotions with you guys. So my advice to you, if you have anxiety about something that has happened in the past that you no longer have control over, is to first understand the, f- the first thing you have to grasp is that while you have no control over your past actions and past experiences, you do have control over how you feel about them right now. Not yesterday, not a month ago, not immediately after they happened, right now. The anxiety you feel is about how you feel emotionally about the situation currently. And it's time to heal those emotions, right? That's, that's the first step is acknowledging your role in it in the very present moment of your life. And once you can acknowledge that you have control over those emotions now, that's when you start tapping. And I think a very big misconception about tapping when you're healing past core memories is that you're trying to falsely attempt to like change the memory, which is not true. This is not what you're doing because that's just what, what trying to like conduct magic that doesn't exist. What you're doing with tapping around a memory in the past is healing the emotions now. It's okay that you felt angry in the past. It's okay that I felt angry and violated and sad and scared in the past. But the emotions I feel now, if I feel the same emotions, are what I'm tapping around. It's okay to feel safe. It's safe to feel happy. It's safe for me to let this go. It's safe for me to et cetera and et cetera and et cetera, right? Now, obviously the tapping is very specific to every situation and every emotion and i encourage you like very strongly encourage you if you are going to do tapping to make sure that you do feel safe when you're doing these things because as a lot of you i'm sure know especially those of you who practice tapping daily doing tapping and you know welcoming yourself safely into your subconscious can open memories that you didn't even know you had right And that happened a lot with my brother in remembering things I didn't even know like were a memory I had. So I encourage you to create that safe space around tapping around anxiety and past core memories and etc. So that it's not scary when certain memories come up or you don't feel the same emotions you felt in the moment the experience was happening, right? So when I was being assaulted, obviously I was terrified and in a moment of fight flight or freeze and i froze and when i started tapping around that my biggest fear was that i was going to feel that exact same way in that moment so many years later and i didn't because valerie and i obviously you know valerie being that she was my practitioner created a very safe space for me to remember while in the memory that i am safe now right and i think that that's what so many of ex- so many of us experience with trauma is that we fear the experience of the moment is going to continue with us and that's why we have anxiety about it that's why we feel anxious or angry or scared or in doubt so i really hope this helps you guys obviously as you know my my entire hope with this podcast is to just give you guys comfort and knowing that you're never alone And if you do feel anxiety about a certain thing 
and you don't know how to get through it, I encourage you to look into getting a therapist or a practitioner, someone who can help you and help you create that safe space to move forward so that you no longer feel that anxiety. So that is what I've got for you guys today. You know the spiel. I love you all so, so dearly. And I will see all of you beautiful souls next week.